Welcome back to Cognitive Dissonant. My name is Kalyani Saxena. We're back for season two, episode eight, The Hidden Margin. So today we're going to be talking about Asian American voters. This is the same material that was in my um, news article because listen, listen, I am a one-woman team, research, writing, and production, so I can't do two... um, (laughs) two different topics in one week and also um I know I have taken a big hiatus because of my internship but who cares we're back for episode eight season two the hidden margin so I'm gonna get right into it with my sources as always um I've got the New York Magazine um Politico USA Today NBC News and Vox as always shout out to you Vox if you're listening would gladly take a job from you and so The first thing that I'm going to talk about today is why do we care about Asian Americans? Um, I'm allowed to ask this question because I am an Asian American, and I'm sure that a lot of political strategic strategists should be allowed to ask this question because right now it seems like a lot of politicians don't care about Asian Americans. I can understand why this this group has been underrepresented. For, For one... One big thing is that technically, if we're talking about it, Asian Americans really only represent about 4% of the electorate. And that's a really small number at first. Like, that that seems really minuscule. Like, why would you care about 4% of people when you could be focusing on the other 96%? So even though... Asian Americans are only 4% of the electorate, they actually have been shown to be the determinant in really close races, especially when their electorate is more than the margin of victory. So in these really close races, it pays a lot to pay attention to Asian Americans because they can mean the difference between your candidate of choice winning or losing. And it's important that we pay attention to this because not only... um, do they help win in competitive districts? But competitive districts are mostly what elections focus on, at least big-scale elections, like for for the House or for the Senate or for the presidency. I think you could maybe make the argument that a lot of um, presidential elections are focused on these swing states and these swing districts because you kind of, you can already count on your base. You know they're going to vote for you. But you can't really count on those swing districts, so it really matters, and you have to pay attention to them. And I think people are forgetting Asian Americans in that um, general strategic sense. So while Asian Americans um, have kind of been an under underlooked minority, they have been voting more for Democrats in recent years, which is really interesting because in the past, like in the 1990s, it was pretty evenly split between Asian Americans voting for Democrats and between Asian Americans voting for Republicans. But in recent years, it seems like the trend has shifted more towards Democrats. Um, So according to a 2018 exit poll, 77% of Asian Americans voted for Democrats. That seems like a big number, and it almost seems like, well, then why are we talking about this? Because I feel like Asian Americans are voting for Democrats. But those numbers can be really misleading, and I'm going to get into that a little later. First, let's maybe explore why exactly are Asian Americans siding with Democrats? Like, what has changed since the 1990s? And what is specific about this moment, 2018, um, the last kind of election that we have data from, and why are Asian Americans voting for Democrats? 
One possible explanation, um, Li Zhao from Zhao, I think that's how you pronounce it, from Vox suggests that Asian Americans are actually put off by how xenophobic Donald Trump has been, um, and that this is actually pushing Asian Americans away from the Republican Party. And in some senses, I think you can say that that's probably one reason. I think a lot of immigrants and a lot of immigrant communities have felt put off by Donald Trump and by his rhetoric and his anti-immigrant rhetoric, but not all Asian Americans have the same same status in America. So um, not all of them are, are as affected by immigration policy, maybe because they have higher paying jobs or they um, are, it's easier for them to secure citizenship. So they're not necessarily going to be automatically offended just because Donald Trump said something anti-immigrant. Also, Barack Obama won 71% of the group in 2012. So this support for the Democrats isn't necessarily new so much. It's not just like, Asian Americans were pretty split, but suddenly they've changed because Donald Trump has been aggressively terrible. No, it's not that. There's been a sort of inclination towards um, the Democratic Party for the last um, six or so years. So what exactly is going on here? According to Karthik Ramakrishnan, um, he observed in 2016 that Actually, Asian Americans tend to have similar ideas and similar values um, that align with the Democratic Party, specifically in regards to health care, government spending, and gun control. So talking specifically about government spending, a survey from early 2012 showed that a lot of Asian Americans prefer a bigger government model with more services. Um, They prefer that to a smaller government with fewer services. As a group, Asian Americans are actually distinct from the public. So the public has um, actually tends to favor the Republican sort of perspective of a smaller government with fewer services um, more so than Asian Americans do. So it seems like Asian Americans are more inclined um, towards bigger government than we might have thought, and especially more than most Americans, at least from this survey from 2012. But I don't think that Democrats should throw a party quite yet. One, because Democrats really shouldn't be throwing parties at all. The party is in a abysmal state right now. But because also because Asian American support for the Democratic Party isn't really that clear. So even though a lot of the polls from 2018 showed that they voted Democratic, according to a 2018 Asian American voter survey, party identification is still really low amongst Asian Americans. So even if they vote Democrat, they don't necessarily identify with the Democratic Party. This means that they're not necessarily, they're not a guaranteed support. You can't be sure that they're going to vote for you in the next election just because they voted for you in this election. In fact, um, 38% of Asian Americans did not identify with any party, another 38% identified as Democrats, and then 22% identified as Republicans. So you have about... um, Oh, I'm trying to do math. 60% of Asian Americans who don't either don't identify with the party or identify as Republicans. That's that's the majority of Asian Americans if we're talking about those statistics. So really you can only count on 38% to vote Democrat because only 38% identify as Democrats. Additionally, Asian Americans are not a monolith. If I was ever to get a tattoo, the tattoo would be Asian Americans are not a monolithic voting, you know, 
they're not a monolith. Because, and this is kind of a sidebar, the whole category and grouping of Asian Americans is, in my opinion, absurd. Because what you're doing here in this one grouping, you're putting an entire continent of people who don't necessarily have shared history or shared culture, and you're assuming that they all kind of behave the same way in America, which absolutely is not true. Like, the idea that an Indian American household operates the same as a Japanese American household is completely out there. And to treat them all as one group that you can really just account for with one broad stroke one just doesn't work for a variety of reasons but also doesn't work for a strategic reason like the things that indian americans value aren't going to be the same thing that japanese americans value like of course there are some trends across asian across asian cultures but they aren't one like hive mind it it just doesn't work like even within like smaller and smaller communities you have tons and tons of like different elements of privilege and different backgrounds like which how they came to the country like for example and I'm talking mostly about Indian Americans because this is the knowledge that I have because I'm part of this community Indian Americans who come in tend to be more educated more um uh, come in higher paying jobs versus um, like a Cambodian American who may whose parents might not have come in in the same way. And so they have different priorities precisely because they have different backgrounds and different socioeconomic class. So it's it's absurd to treat them as one voting block. And it's it also really cast doubt on a lot of the statistics that we use because it's it's hard to imagine that you can make any real general trend across these groups because they really don't have all the same priorities. And we see this. So another 2018 study um, by API Vote and AAPI Data says that 48% of Filipino and Vietnamese Americans said that they had a favorable perception of the Republican Party, which is much different than the 14% of Japanese Americans who um, said they had a favorable perception of the Republican Party. So even within the group, the subgroup of, let's say, East Asians, there's already so much discrepancy in what kind of uh, political beliefs and what kind of party affiliation they have. So Democrats really... um, shouldn't sit back and be like, yeah, we got the Asian American vote. And even if we don't, it doesn't matter. Because one, it does matter. And two, you probably don't have the vote. You you shouldn't get lazy. You shouldn't get complacent. And Republicans also who are interested in getting the Asian American vote, they shouldn't um, give up either because it's quite likely that they still might have some inroads with some of these communities. So there's no um, clear party identification amongst Asian Americans. Even if they're partisan leaning, even if they vote differently, that doesn't guarantee that they're going to vote the same in the next election. They're just like any other swing voter. Well, slightly unique, but they operate like swing voters because they are swing voters. Um, so along that same theme, I want to touch really briefly on um, Indian American voters because <clears throat> as an Indian American and also a voter, I, I believe that I should talk about this. <laughs> um, but um, Indian American voters are very interesting to me as a subgroup. One, because I'm part of the community and because they, they have a very um, interesting relationship in America. Um, 
so I'm not sure how many people know this, but Asian Americans are typically the model minority. And what that means is that they're treated as the like, the well-behaved immigrants, they assimilate, they don't cause trouble, they don't, um, they, they work hard, they sacrifice a lot, bring a lot of money to America, usually pretty educated. So they have a, a higher degree of privilege within minorities because they have been given a privileged status. And Indian Americans are at the top of that crop because a lot of, like I said earlier, Indian Americans come in and are higher educated. And so they're considered to be like the model of the model minority immigrants. So it's really interesting to me as someone who comes from that community and of course is benefiting from that great deal of privilege to see how they're operating as voters. So they do actually tend to vote Democrat, which is interesting. But Republicans have actually been trying for years to get a foothold within the Indian American community. For one, it's also a very fast-growing um, ethnic group, but specifically, Indian Americans are a value to Republicans and Democrats because they register and vote at very high rates. And this is especially unique and distinct because I've talked about earlier how Asian Americans have pretty low voter turnout. So if you're going to want to make an impact with the Asian American community, you want to make an impact with the community that votes the most and that registers to vote the most sorry could you just hear like the fervor and passion in my voice just now I heard it possess me and I was like dear lord Kalyani calm down I don't think anyone cares this much but I do and if you're listening to this podcast you're gonna be forced to listen to me care about it and I think Asian American voters are especially interesting during this time period because I'm not sure if anyone was paying attention but Recently, Trump and Narendra Modi, um, the prime minister of India, had a rally in Texas. It was called Howdy Modi. Um, don't ask me how much I hate that because I don't have enough hours of the day to tell you how much I hate that slogan. But they had a rally together and 50,000 Indian Americans showed up. Now, a lot of them registered before Trump said he was coming. So it's not like they all showed up for Trump, but there were 50,000 people who listen to him speak and he said you have never had a better friend as a pre as president than president donald trump we thank you we love you i want you to know my administration is fighting for you each and every day and to that i just want to say thank you president donald trump i can pack up my bags i can go home i can sleep easy knowing that you my president are fighting for me each and every day sir <laughs> in case you you didn't notice that 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 was sarcasm um i'm not resting easy i don't think trump is fighting for the immigrant community even if he is very interested in indian americans um and and one thing he said was that he he called indian americans thriving prosperous and hardworking, and this really kind of hit a nerve with the, the crowd in a good way. He, he got a standing ovation for those comments. And he further said, you enrich our culture, you uphold our values, you uplift our communities, you are proud to be Americans, and we are truly proud to have you as Americans. And I really want to take a moment to dissect this because I think you see the model minority at work here, and I think you see it working in a really like nefarious way where 
immigrants are being pitted against other immigrants, like in the implication that Indian Americans are thriving, prosperous, and hardworking, and that we are uplifting the rest of America's communities, that somehow we're better than other immigrants, that we're doing the hard work, whereas the other immigrants are not doing the hard work. And I think it's really easy to internalize that sort of ideology and, and think that, oh, yes, my community really is special, and these other immigrants, they didn't come in here the right way, and they don't do the stuff that we do, and therefore we shouldn't work together, and we shouldn't vote together, and we shouldn't try and help other communities because we have this privileged status. I think it's really easy when you when you hear someone say, we are proud of we're proud to have you as Americans to focus on the part where it's like you're being accepted as an American. But I think what's more important and what's underlying that is the idea that we're proud to have you as Americans, specifically you, the people who work hard for us, the people that we have deemed acceptable, not the rest, you. And that is really troubling. And while Indian Americans are voting largely Democratic, I think in this really polarized time when you have rhetoric like this, especially because Indian American voters are um, high, have higher education rates and tend to be higher earners, they might be more concerned with economic policies and not so concerned with social issues. So it would be a mistake for um, Democrats to count on the Indian American vote and, and, and not be worried in any way about that change reversing. And it would be a mistake also for um, Indian American communities to think that Trump and um, the party necessarily care more about them. I don't think it's that way at all. I think it's that we're a very convenient political vehicle to privilege some minorities over others. So I just want to end on a couple of concludatory, (laughs) concluding thoughts. Um, What exactly is going on here? Why is Asian American voter turnout so low? That's one of the huge issues that we need to address going forward and that um, political strategists who are worried about these competitive districts really need to address going forward because it, it if they don't if they don't work on Asian Americans they're not going to get that edge and and get that extra margin the <laughs> hidden jar, hidden margin shout out to my episode title um, they're not going to get that if they don't target it. And Vox's Ella Nilsson um, talked about this in 2018. She said that it, it's, it's a self-fulfilling feedback loop. So Asian American voter turnout has been very low. And then because of that, campaigns are like, well, the voter turnout's low, so we shouldn't really try and target them. And then the voter turnout is low again. And when you have that cycle... Asian Americans aren't really being brought into the political process and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because the reason they're not being brought into that political process is because they're not really being targeted at all. And when they can't be part of the political process, they can't make any difference in your campaign. I mean, you get it. You guys know what a self-fulfilling prophecy is. I'm sure you've read Oedipus. Um, I wish I hadn't. I really, really wish I hadn't read Oedipus. But if Democrats and Republicans want to get that extra competitive edge in these districts, they need to find a way to break that feedback loop. They need to find a way to increase voter turnout. Because when they do, there are results. Um, In 2018, a lot of 
Democrats were very worried about how um, tight some of these House races were, and they and they reached out to Asian Americans, and there there was a, a big difference. A lot of um, a study found that fifty two percent of Asian American voters thought that the Democratic Party was doing a good job at reaching voters, while twenty three percent felt the same about the Republican Party. So they weren't really they were feeling the Democratic Party. They weren't feeling the Republican Party, and that makes a difference when they turn out to the polls. And you see that in California's Orange County, um, where Asian American voters actually made the difference in some of the really close races that flipped from Republican to Democrat. So in conclusion, Democrats and Republicans need to find a way to engage Asian American voters, because without it, those competitive districts, well, you might as well just count them as lost. Thank you guys so much for joining me for my first episode back. It is wonderful to be back. And I will not say I'll see you next week because I don't know what my work schedule is going to be like, but I'll see you soon. Thanks again so much for listening.